Thanks for tuning into the Glittercast. I just got back from a trip. I was up in like the Sequoia National Forest for a few days, which was nice because I got to just reconnect with nature and I didn't have any cell phone service. So I didn't have to care about anything, which was a delight because as you guys know, I've been super busy and I'm really sorry that I said I was just going to be taking a week off and it ended up being closer to two. Um, This is also like I'm dropping this super late on Tuesday, which is my release date, and I probably won't even promo it until Wednesday. So I do apologize. I just like I'm still adjusting to having two astrology columns and I don't feel okay. Well, I don't feel overwhelmed usually. It, It depends on how close my deadline is, but um. I don't feel overwhelmed, but it's because I've been just like acknowledging when I don't have time to record the podcast. And I'm sorry that this is the project that has been suffering. And I'm sorry I haven't had guests on for a while, but I've kind of just felt like taking the mic solo these past couple of episodes. Part of that is because I haven't really felt like scheduling people, so I haven't been reaching out. That has changed. I've got a bunch of interviews that I'm conducting in the next couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about some of them, but I'll just keep it, keep a lid on it until I release them. But yeah, I just have kind of felt like I wanted to just be alone with my own thoughts and have my own perspective sort of pushed out there because I did that a lot with Witch Doctorate. And I haven't done that as much with the Glitter Cast. And I realized that I missed that aspect of podcasting. So guests will be back. Uh, I think the next episode is going to be maybe a guest and then Gemini. I'm like, my brain is a little mishmash because I'm like not being great with dates right now, but I'm a little mishmash in my brain because I we traveled today. So we drove back today and being on the road, that's just a, like, that's physical movement, but it's also a lot of, you know, energy movement within yourself. And I'm switching gears from vacation mode to work mode. And as soon as I got home from driving like I haven't even showered yet I, I mean I'm I'm presentable I'm not a slob I showered yesterday so it's fine but like I I unloaded the car and then I just threw myself into the research for this episode so it's actually funny this is my second attempt to record because um about like 25 30 minutes ago I started to record and every sentence had me screwing up a word And I was just like, no, you need to meditate. You've had too much movement today. You need to meditate and you need to ground. So now I feel like I'm in the zone and I can sort of like be present for the recording. I was just like too all over the place. So um, this episode, I want to talk about animals and our, I mean, our connection to our pets. It's like kind of broad spectrum because it's going to be our connection to our pets, but also our connection to nature and what it means when we're seeing you know, repetitive symbolism of butterflies or ants or bats or whatever that means for you and sort of like what it's like to identify what one of your spirit animals is, like, you know, what one of what one of your spirit animals are. See, I still can't say words correctly completely, but also my my natal Mercury is in retrograde, which is coming up on the 29th, by the way. Mercury retrograde is coming up on the 29th and it's in Gemini this time. And Gemini is a Mercury ruled sign. So it's just going to be a very intense one. So you may want to check out where Gemini is in your chart, like what house is ruled by Gemini, because that can give you an indication of how this retrograde will affect you. But also if you have any planets in Gemini. But anyway, Mercury retrograde begins on the 29th. Just a little segue. I do have Mercury retrograde survival like spell jars. 
available on my website and they're pretty affordable. They're really cool. They have hand dipped candles and herbs that I picked myself and very detailed instructions. So you kind of end up with this like protection bottle, almost like a witch's jar for mercury retrograde. So I highly recommend that you buy things that I'm trying to sell you. Anyway, <laughs> also, you you know what? Like just to like put a freebie out there, picking clovers is also really great for helping you survive mercury retrograde. So like you don't have to be, you don't have to spend money to be spiritual. Anyway, um, you know, I mean, I think that I was inspired to do this episode just because I was around so many animals and it was actually funny because I was playing with two different ideas for episodes. One of them was like, how you do shadow work based off of your sign or like your moon sign and sort of like how your moon sign might like affect you and how you're acting when you should be doing shadow work. Like I'm just wanting to play with the connection between our moon signs and shadow work. So if you do have any thoughts on your own personal moon sign and how it affects your shadow work, I would love to hear from you because you know, my moon's in Aries. And so I can comment on that from a personal experience, but everything outside of that is speculation. So I would love to hear from you if you do have um, any thoughts on that, on how you process your shadow and sort of how it correlates to your moon sign. Anyway, um, I do, I do want to get back on topic of what we're talking about today. Animals, animal symbolism, our connection to animals, a little bit about animal communication, but not a ton. Um, but also just like the psychic and spiritual connections that we have to, you know, other beings that aren't human. And I do think that, you know, when we're paying attention to, you know, for me, one of mine, you know, one of my special animals or spirit animals to me are spiders. And that's because, you know, they weave their web, which means that they sort of manifest from within, right? They just have this web that comes out of them. And to me, that's just a beautiful symbol for manifestation, but also, I mean, that's not just like, oh, I like spiders. Like that was something that came to me because I was seeing spiders all the time and I was having spiders appear around me all the time. And so it made me do further research, which is what I recommend you doing. If there's an animal or an insect or anything like that, even a flower or a plant, if there's anything that you're noticing is coming into your life a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, that's when it's a good time to do a little bit of further research of that, you know, do a little bit of further research of like what that symbolism is because when we're mindful of the creatures that we encounter, I think it can help us assign a deeper meaning to the material realms. And I think that's really important when we're looking at doing gratitude, even if we're trying to heighten our, you know, spiritual connection or be more aware of synchronicity. I think that this is a great way that you can play with that. Um, you know, I do think that like, Okay, so getting back a little bit to my trip and my inspiration for this, I was seeing bats everywhere. I mean, we went for a walk one night and we just passed by a creek and there were just a ton of bats everywhere. And they were like eating mosquitoes off of the water, but we were just walking at dusk and it was like just so, it was like, it was like bat, bat county. <laughs> um, but bats are really important to me as well because like, it wasn't like the spider thing, but Bats for me are important because I had a really crazy dream. And this was like when I was just first having a psychic awakening, like I'd been sober from, you know, heroin off like, like five or six months or something like that. And I was having a lot of really vivid, lucid dreams. And I remember going to sleep and in my dream, it was like, it was like lucid dreaming or astral projection or something because I was lying in my bed and I was lying the way that I went to sleep. Like it was like I closed my eyes 
And I just went into a dream that was exactly my reality. And in my dream, I looked at the foot of my bed and there was like a seven foot tall bat and it was standing like its feet, like it was standing like a human and its shoulders were sort of hunched and its wings were sort of like wrapped in front of it, almost like a bat looks when it's hanging upside down, but it was standing right side up. And I remember it like furrowed its wings. And I remember hearing like, and like almost like feeling the wind coming off of it. And this was me in a dream laying the exact way I was laying in the room that I was in with the mess, like with the mess and the clothes and everything was detailed in the exact same way that it was in reality. And so it felt like a really important experience experience for me. And so bats to me are kind of like my messengers. Like they let me know when something's coming up. And um, I also just have a great affinity for them anyways, because I think they're adorable. So that's what sort of was like kind of making me think about our connection to animals. Um, I also had owls at the owls at the trip. There was like, I didn't see any owls, but one of my friends has been talking about how there was an owl in his tree and owls are important to me because they remind me of my grandma. So it's like also like if there was an animal that your grandma liked, seeing that animal can be an indication that your grandma's trying to reach out to you. So this is like how we make connection with animals, right? And this is how synchronicity or them popping up for us has that deeper meaning that we're looking for and why we are spiritual people in the first place, right? We want that deeper meaning. We don't want surface level or face value reality. We want the energy behind it. We want this, you know, we're sentimental and we want the, you know, we want to hear an owl and assume it's our grandma talking to us. But it was like kind of a pain in the ass because I was trying to get Voodoo to go potty and she would not, like she was just like kind of crazy on this vacation, probably because of all the movement and the change of scenery, but I took her outside and there was an owl and it was like, just like making its little owl noises, which I thought were cool, but they're pretty loud. And it was just like, like she was like terrified. So I couldn't get her to go potty. It was a nuisance, but it was fine. We made it work. We figured it out later. Anyway, I was like, the, like these were like the little encounters that I was having on my trip. Right. And then I was like, we were watching TV one night, my boyfriend and I, and I was thinking about the podcast because it was at commercial. And I was like, maybe I'll do instead of shadow work by Moonsign, I'll, I'll do the animal communication thing. And then on the TV, a PetSmart commercial came on and I was like, okay, I'll do the animals. So I talked a little bit about symbolism right now, animal symbolism and how we can sort of like figure out how that ties into synchronicity and what the deeper meaning or message behind it is. But I also feel like I wanted to talk a little bit about how animals can be psychic and how animals can be empathic. You know, when when you have a dog or a cat or even a rat, <laughs> a rat. I used to have a pet rat, Cuckoo, and she was amazing. And she was totally a familiar because I had been wanting a baby rat so bad. I had the name picked out. I was like, I'm going to get a rat. Her name's going to be Cuckoo. She, she's going to sit on my shoulder and I'm going to like walk around. Not the neighborhood. Like I'm not a crazy person, but I wanted to like do that in my house. I, I answered my apartment door a couple of times or hung out my balcony a couple of times at my last place with her on my shoulder, but that's neither here nor there. The point is I wanted a rat and I started to look on like the humane society websites. This is when I was living in Phoenix and I couldn't find any rats. There were like guinea pigs and rabbits or whatever. And I couldn't find any. And that same day I went on Facebook and I have a friend whose mom does a lot of animal rescue work. And she said like in her post that there was a baby rat someone had bought a feeder rat for its snake fell in love with the rat couldn't feed it to the snake couldn't keep it and needed a home for it and so that's how I got cuckoo but it just felt like 
it was too, it fit in too conveniently to not have it be like a spiritual connection with that, that I had with that animal. And she was totally like my best friend. She was like, she would go on the road with me. Like I didn't go like, I wasn't like hotel hopping with a rat, but like we did a bit of traveling together. She lived in Phoenix and San Francisco and Portland and LA. So she was like a very well-traveled, sophisticated rat, but I'm taking a sip of my tea. Anyway, um, I like totally lost my train of thought when I was talking about, oh yeah, how animals can be psychic. Like if they know that you're sad, they'll come lay on you or they'll come sit with you. I've actually had like clients, animals come to me in really random ways. Like I have a, I have, um, like a client and a friend, like it's weird because once I've been reading for people for so long, I feel like they're my friends. And so I would like, I was stumbling over whether or not to call her a friend or a client. So we'll just say both. But I remember I actually didn't know that I could communicate with animals. I guess I just wasn't working with it or didn't have an awareness of it until like I was going to sleep one night and her dog like popped into my psyche and was like, Hey, uh, and just like kept showing me pipes. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I better reach out to her. So I reached out to her the next day and I was like, Hey, uh, Dolly appeared to me. This is going to sound weird, but Dolly appeared to me last night. And she was like showing me pipes and plumbing. And so you might just want to like, be careful about like your situation. And she was like, Oh my God, I have to get my septic tank serviced and I've been putting it off. And I was like, ha, I can talk to animals. And it was amazing. Um, with that being said, like, I can't get voodoo to do anything, especially like, if I'm trying telepathically, I'll try to be like, with my mind, voodoo, look at me. And she won't. But also, she's very stubborn. So it's, like, weird because with psychic ability, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've got it pretty, um, I've got it pretty locked down when I'm trying to do work for clients. But sometimes when I'm just trying to connect with voodoo, she just won't listen, but I'm, I'm now I'm just feeling like it's cause she's stubborn. Cause a lot of times when I call her, she won't come either. She's a Torres. So she kind of just does what she wants. Um, I did have this interesting experience with her the other day though. So like ever since I got voodoo, I used to meditate with her in my lap, mostly cause I'd start to meditate and she'd sit in my lap, but there'd be times where like I would be meditating and I'd have my eyes open and she would be like looking around like at the ceiling, like there was something over me and like, like she was following something with her eyes. Like she wasn't just staring up, like she was following something with her eyes. And I think that people notice this all the time. Their animals are looking at something that's not there. Um, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but it's really cool. I've had things happen where like I've seen an orb and I know that voodoo has seen it at the same time. Um, like the other day she was sitting on an ottoman in my living room and she was just staring at a corner and I was like, she's looking at something. Like she was just staring, staring, staring. So I just went and I sat next to her and I just didn't say anything. I just started looking in that same area to see if I could see what she was seeing. And I saw like this little, very, very faint, very faint floating orb or like circle. And then it like transformed into what looked like a little wisp of smoke. And I made this face like, whoa, like, like I like kind of like I don't know like my head nodded a little bit like you know when you like kind of thrust your head back because you're like whoa um I don't know why what my me saying whoa helps you picture what I'm trying to describe but like I did like a face where I was like huh 
And Voodoo did the exact same face and moved her head in the exact same way that I moved my head. So I know we both saw it at the same time and we were both like, what just happened? And then she started barking like crazy. And my boyfriend was like, what is she barking at? And I was just like, a ghost. And he said nothing because he was like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was like, I love it when Voodoo is seeing things that I'm seeing. And there have been times too where like I've seen her chase orbs or I've seen her like pawing at something and it's like a filthy orb, which like I keep, I keep the energy in my house pretty good, but you know, sometimes things get in. But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. I would love to hear from you guys if you've had experiences with your animals, sort of like, I don't know, seeing orbs or seeing things that you're seeing or if they're staring at things or if they've, if you feel like they've sensed things that either you could sense or you couldn't, but you knew that they were sensing something. I had a really beautiful but sad and like awful experience with my pug Morrissey, who I named Morrissey before Morrissey like started saying a bunch of awful stuff. And I named him Morrissey because the Smiths and Morrissey's music are really sad and pugs look really sad. But anyway, um, I was, I was in town for Christmas in Phoenix and I had a dream that like he had to get put down basically. Like he, he was taking medicine for diabetes and he like showed me he didn't want to take the medicine anymore. And it was basically like he had to put put down and then like two days later he got really, really sick and I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I will 100% cry. Um, but it's just interesting. And then like, I, like after that, I had a dream where he was really happy and I'll have dreams about him sometimes. I do think that he was reincarnated though. There's a dog that I really feel like could be him. But anyway, that's another brand and level of crazy that like we don't need to get into. Um, I did do a fun little thing though for you guys because I wanted, you know, I wanted us all to sort of look for ways that we can connect with spirit animals. And I have this awesome like animal spirit deck by Kim Cranson and I, and I love it. It's my favorite Oracle deck. I don't usually ever use it for clients. I just use it for myself because it's just so good. She has this book that comes with it. If you get, if you get the deck, make sure you get the deck with the big book that comes with it. Don't get the deck that just has the small little deck or the small little book that comes with it. Cause the big book is way better, but, um, so I got, I got that book and it's has like, it's just really great. So what I did was by sign, I pulled a card from that deck so that everyone could have a little animal assigned to them. Hold on, I'm taking a sip of tea again and I know I'm not going to edit this. Sorry, hold on. I'm drinking peppermint tea because it is good for the throat chakra. All right. So I will say too that if you're like, if you're having, if you see like 1111 and then like a crow goes by you, that might be where it's like, oh, what is the, like, what's the symbolism of a crow? I've had a crow dream true, crow dream too, but I'm not going to like detail every single experience that I've had because that would take forever. I did want to say though, if you are trying to develop animal communication with your own animal and your own pets, one thing that's cool to do is like, if you are gone and you're like on your way home, send them a visual of you walking through the door. And if you, you know, I would just do that just to sort of like establish the connection for a few days in a row. And the reason why I say like send a visual of you coming home is because like I've tried communicating with animals with words and it's not as easy as using pictures and using, using visuals. I, I feel like, I don't know that I've ever like had a word wordy type communication with an animal. It's usually like feelings, impressions, 
but visuals are really big. So usually what I'll do is I'll like send, and maybe that's why Voodoo is always like stubborn when I try to like give her commands because she's not listening. Okay. I need, I don't need to work this out in front of you guys. Sorry. Okay. So, but anyway, send your animals like a visual of you about to come home, you walking through the door and start doing that like a couple of times a day and then try to visualize, like send them a visual of where they're going to be sitting when you get home. And if you know that they're just going to run to the door and be excited to see you, then I don't think there's a way that you can curb that. <laughs> but um, then you can just sort of like start to it. Like it just sort of like is the building blocks and the foundation for communication. And then you can sort of ask them, like, is there anything that you want to say? If I'm trying to communicate with an animal, I usually try to stay pretty open because I don't know what it is that they're going to want to talk about. But a good thing to do is to like ask them if there's any pain in their body, try to scan their body, see how their hips feel, their um, kid. I feel like kidney stuff is really common in animals, like older animals, but try to like try to pay attention to if you feel any discomfort or pain in your body um, just to see, you know, if that gives you any sort of like indication of what's going on with them. All right. So I just want to get to basically the cards that I pulled for everyone. All right. Oh, wait, there's one more story I wanted to tell you about. Cause I, I told you, sorry, I like have it in my notes here. Um, I'm still a little bit all over the place, even though I meditated for 20 minutes. Could you imagine if I hadn't meditated for 20 minutes before this, it would be a shit show. Anyway, I just have this really cool an, um, owl story. So owls are significant to me because my grandma, whatever, we talked about that. I make jewelry. I don't have any on my website yet, but there, it will be at the end of June. June, I'm doing like a very limited amount of readings so I can finally build up my website into what it needs to be. But I make jewelry. I basically dissect owl pellets. I take all the little bones out. I bleach them in a peroxide mixture and then I put them in a bezel is what the little pendant is called and I lay resin over them. But I also like cleanse them and bless them and like blow incense all over them. It's like a whole ordeal. But anyways, so I was making these for the very first time and this was at my last apartment, not where I'm living now. And I remember I was, I'd just been working on them, like burning the midnight oil. I was up really late. And that's what I used to do. That used to be like a pattern of mine where I would just like pick up a creative project and just go really hard at it for like two days and barely sleep. And it was like weird. I used to like really toy with my sleeping patterns when I was uh, a single person. Now, now it's like, I don't play with it as much because I just want to go to sleep and cuddle, cuddle my man <laughs> at bedtime. But I was making these owl pellet um, like earrings and necklaces and stuff. And I went outside to take a break. I went on my bal my balcony just to get some fresh air and kind of like I had this railing where I used to always stretch. I would do ballet and like stretch my back and stretch my legs on it. And I went out there and I remember and I, I looked up and it was a full moon, which is probably why I wasn't sleeping because full moon's giving me insomnia a lot of the time. But I looked up and there was a freaking owl and it was like not it wasn't close. It was up there, but I knew it was an owl and it was just like flying across the night sky. And I felt like the city was so quiet, which it never is. Like I almost felt like I could hear its wings going, but it was just so crazy to be working on this owl pellet jewelry, go outside in my balcony in Glendale, California, which is in Los Angeles County. I, I was right next to a mountain. So I think that's probably what I, I used to have coyotes and stuff all the time just because I lived right next to a mountain, even though I was in the middle, like I was in the city basically. But I think that's why like there was an owl there and stuff too. But looking up and seeing it, it was so graceful. It was so beautiful. I've never seen an owl soaring through the sky like that before. I've seen them 
closer to the ground and to see it up so high flying in the sky going across the full moon and it's quiet and it's cool outside and it's beautiful and I was making this owl pellet jewelry like that was mystical as hell it made me feel so good so this is why it's just like we're in Taurus season it's a Taurus new moon we need to be connecting with our surroundings and we need to be appreciating our surroundings and appreciating earth and grounding so with that being said I'm going to do the signs, each card by sign. Okay, sorry, tea. It was tea time. Okay, so Aries, I'm starting with you guys. So for you, I pulled the buffalo card. And I will say that like the, like I have a little paragraph written for each sign. And part of it was taking through like online research. Part of it was my own interpretation. And part of it was taking from Kim Cranson's book. Um, but I will say that like, if you, you know, if you are encountering an, encountering an animal synchronicity around an, an animal, it's good to look up, you know, the, the mythology behind it. But before you do that, not the mythology, the symbolism behind it, but before you do, you may just want to think about the mannerism of, you know, of that animal and what it means to you. And so I did, there's like, that's like the mod podge of what I'm going to sort of relate to you guys now in my notes but for Aries I pulled the buffalo which I definitely think has a peacefulness to it Um, but it's also an incredibly strong animal and I would say that there's there's a patience here I just think about like when I look at big bison when I look at big buffalo and I've seen them not a ton you know I haven't seen them a ton in the wild but I have seen pictures of them they have this like soul they have these soulful eyes and they have this sort of like knowledge or knowing about them. Like they, like they seem like a very sacred animal to me. Um, but I also wouldn't want to like fuck with a buffalo, right? Because it's an extremely heavy, strong animal. I would say that just, you know, there's, there's an, an blah, 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 blah. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to have the rest of the episode be done in tongues because apparently that's what I'm speaking right now. Um, this is an earth element. So it does have like a grounding energy to it. And I think that for you, Aries, it's asking you to take your time. Um, I think that another thing that I kind of thought about when I was thinking about the buffalo and preparing this episode, I think it's good to remember that buffalo were almost pushed to extinction. And I did a little bit of research on that. And it was like from 1830 to 1885, there's an estimate that 40 million buffalo were killed by like stupid jerks who were just like, I want to like, whatever, take all the buffalo. I think it was like settlers like people that came over from Europe and it's like I don't know I don't want to get into it too much but it's just like fuck you um but luckily like they didn't they're you know they're not extinct but they're totally like their numbers were totally slashed um but I think it's a good reminder that they endured and so Aries if you've got crap in your way right now if you have obstacles it's a good reminder that you're a survival and like if others are trying to cut you down right now they can't you're a buffalo um patience and all that good stuff, perseverance and trust in the universe. I think those are all good things to remember as well. So remember to ground, remember your strength and remember your patience, Aries. Aries are like, patience, what? No, I'm just kidding, sort of. Anyway, all right, Taurus. For you guys, I picked this starfish. And in the book that comes with the Oracle tag, it kind of said that like, because starfish are so revered for their looks, there could be a bit of reliance on outward appearances for you right now. And so this card is sort of like about going deeper and peeling back surface layer levels, like surface level layers, (laughs) 
which could also just mean it's time to like connect with people that know you on a deep level, especially if you have like surface level friendships or surface level people in your life who, you know, just like aren't the most supportive and they might be nice to your face, but it's like Taurus, you know, Taurus is not dumb. Like you guys are, you know, sensitive and you see things. And so like if there are fake people in your life, avoid them, connect with the people that know you on a deep level, connect with the people that want to lift you up, that love you beyond your looks, that love you beyond, you know, exterior presentation. Um, But I do think that this is about embracing your beauty as well. Just making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who love and support you at a core level. Um, And then I would also just be careful that you're not making decisions around what other people think right now, because there is a lot of like appearances with the starfish energy. And so just focus on yourself and your truest desires. Gemini, you guys, okay, for you, I got the dragon. And this is like, I'm pretty sure that this is the only mythological creature that I pulled. And there's several in this deck. And it's a really, it's an extremely protective and fierce energy to work with. And it's, that's great. I mean, it could just mean that the universe is giving you extra strength and protection at the moment. Um, so you should feel like you can kind of like take on whatever is in your path right now, but also like call in on that energy, call in on that fierceness, call in on your bravery, call in on your protection, tell the universe that like you want to embrace, <laughs> embrace your inner dragon. I feel like that's like a bad movie quote from something, but because it is a mythological creature, I also think that there's like a spiritual and mystical vibe to it, um, which I believe means you can connect to source in a way that just like your connection to source is heightened right now. So I would just make sure that you're embracing your creative side, allowing yourself to fantasize a bit, paying attention to synchronicity. You'll likely manifest at least some of the aspects of your daydreams right now. So like you can let yourself go to a dreamy, fantastical place. Um, just remember that dragons burn, you know, they burn down villages and they breathe fire. So don't go to the, like the self-destructive dragon, go to the like, I'm soaring through the night like an owl after a crazy witch is making jewelry, like embrace that dragon. And yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, whenever I see dragons, I'm like, oh, you've got protection right now. You've got protection because the universe believes in what you're doing. So do it. Okay. Cancer. Um, for you guys, I picked the moth and I kind of said that like, you know, for be for me, bats are my messenger animals And I do consider moths to be messengers, um, mostly because it's like they find light in the darkness. You know, they they're nocturnal, but they're always drawn to the light, which has themes around, you know, illumination in the dark and finding truth where everything else is mercury is mercury murky. Damn. Um, I did you like hear that I was like trying to start sit like I was starting to say mercury anyway. um, It can basically be an indication that your psychic senses are heightened at the moment. Um, there are also themes around balancing your light and your dark, I feel as well, just because if you're too dark, you can't see anything and you'll drown in the shadows. But if you're too drawn to the light, you'll actually get burned. I've seen moths throw themselves into a campfire. Like that's an actual thing that happens. So it's like when you see people who are just light workers and they don't pay attention to their shadow at all. It's just like, where even are you? So pay attention to your shadow and your light pay attention to your intuition. Don't push to the side, like pay attention, pay attention to your intuition, but don't push it to the side that favors fantasy. Find that balance between like, okay, this is my dream, but also like, this is what I think is manageable right now. 
Remember that things are a slow build. Don't hold yourself back from believing in the good and believing that you can manifest and believing that you can dream. But just remember that like you ha- like you can't, if you're too high in the sky, it becomes delusional. There's room for both light and dark. Finding balance is crucial. That's all I'm going to say. I will say whenever a moth, like whenever I find a moth, like randomly, like one comes in my room, it feels like there's an electricity in the air. Like, I don't know. Moths always like bring, like it's a vibe. I want to make a shirt with just a moth that says it's a vibe and only four people will understand the joke and they'll probably forget it by the time they get printed. So that's not actually going to happen, but moths, it's a vibe. Maybe I'll make a meme and like four of you will like it. Anyway. Okay. Leo, for you guys, I picked the stingray. And I actually love stingrays because if I don't know if you've ever seen one up close, but the only thing, like, I don't know, it's like their backs are super solid. And then they have like these wings that come out from, like come out from the sides of their backs. And so they are like about a backbone, I think, but they're also like super flexible. So there's fluidity, but also like their backbones don't quite waver. And I think there's a message there about like compromise. You know, Leos do have their pride, but it can also be about checking in with like if you're being stubborn or if you're maintaining your dignity. So I'm not saying it's one way or the other. It's just like check in with that because those lines can get blurry Um, because stingrays move through water and water's typically equate to emotion when we're looking at like the mystical concepts. I would say that it's like a little bit about moving through emotion without sacrificing who you are at your core. Uh, There is a little note in the book where it sort of says like, what I love about the book is there's a description of the animal. And then it says, when in balance, it looks like this. When it's not, when it's out of balance, it looks like this. And then usually there's like how to bring it into balance. So the book for Stingray said, when in balance, eager and wants to grow. So I feel like that's, again, like moving with the tides, you know, staying true to your core, staying true to your backbone, but also like using your beautiful Stingray wings to maneuver in the way that, you know, helps you adapt, I guess. Um, so when in balance, it's eager and it wants to grow. When out of balance, it blames others and wants to quit. So just sit with and allow yourself to feel your emotions but don't discredit others what theirs are and then see what the resolution looks like. That's what I would say. So Virgos, this is like when I was pulling these cards and I started to like take in Virgo energy, I felt kind of giddy. I was like, what's going on with you Virgos? And then I pulled the cheetah and I pulled this quote from the book just because I think it's so good. It says, the sun doesn't shine on the cheetah. It shines from inside. So I thought that was just like really sweet. There's a lot of solar energy that goes along with the cheetah. So spending time outside, spending time in the sun is good. Carrying gold pyrite. Um, But there's an immense amount of energy and speed with this animal. And it's like, it's so pretty too. Think of all the fake cheetah print that people get. Um, And hopefully not near real, but like those assholes exist too. Um, I would say that like pulling this card is a little bit about reconnecting with your motivation and what drives you. Um, And then also like taking action towards what those things are because cheetahs move fast and cheetahs go after what they want. Like you think about, you know, they might sit on a rock all day and then I'm like, like I'm the expert on cheetah mannerisms. I'm like, yeah, the cheetah sits on the rock all day until the thing it wants walks by and then it runs really fast towards it and gets it. Like that's my, that's my voiceover for the nature channel. But 
Um, I will say that there may be like a little bit of pressure behind this card just because cheetah, like cheetah print, it catches people's eye, right? It's really loud. It's really flamboyant. So there may be like a hesitancy to move forward because Virgos are perfectionists and you want to get it right and you feel like all eyes are on you. So I would just say like, try not to worry about that. Be mindful of what your goals are. Stay dedicated, stay organized because like Virgos are either hyper-organized or there's just like a pile, like a million different piles and you're like, ah, crap, I got to go through all these now. Um, so, you know, stay a little bit organized and then also like trust that things will fall into place because Virgos sometimes can get a little like anxious about what could go wrong because they see every detail and they see every possibility. Um, so I'd say, you know, trust that things will fall into place. I think that things will move pretty quickly for you right now. Um, so don't procrastinate. This is like the worst time to procrastinate. Cause I think that you, I think that your manifestation is accelerated right now, honestly, with that cheetah, with that cheetah card being pulled. All right. All right. Libras. I thought for sure that I was going to pull the unicorn card for the Libras. I didn't. Um, but I want to give them like an on, an honorary unicorn. I don't know. Card shout out the unicorn card. Um, just recalling from memory is about like connecting with your spirituality, but Alas, for Libra, I pulled the turtle. And I do want to point out, like, the obvious here that this is a very slow-moving animal, but also, like, the sun is in Taurus, uh, which is also a Venus-ruled sign. So the two signs that are ruled by Venus are Libra and Taurus. So it's basically, like, the grounded, slower version of Libra energy, and that's where the sun is right now. So I think it's, like, you need to be cool and you need to be okay with, like, taking a more drawn-out journey right now and not feeling pressured for things to happen immediately. Uh, this is like slow manifestation time. It's the opposite. It's like the opposite of Virgo. Um, since we did talk about Torah's season, I'd say it is also okay to spoil yourself right now. Um, you know, the new moons in Torah's and I think everyone needs to buy themselves a present right now within, within your budget. I just got paid from one of my, uh, one of my columns and there's this beautiful book that I've wanted for years but it's like $300 and I think I'm gonna do it I think I'm gonna pull the trigger that's like my it's like my gift to myself my my Libra new moon gift to myself but um it's okay to spoil yourself Libra energy can be indecisive so if you're like trying to figure out which shoes to buy just get them both just give yourself both of the shoes as long as it's not gonna like break you financially um you know turtles also live a really long time so, you know, appreciate your youth right now. Even if you feel lazy and old at the moment, you're not. You're not old. You're not lazy. It's just like the energy is moving more slowly. And also Mars is in Cancer, which it, like Mars is a very fiery planet and it's in a water sign. It is the ruler of Scorpio, but like that's a whole nother ball game. Like people always think Scorpio is a fire sign just because Mars is so fiery and it's about like our momentum and our get up and go and cancer is like no like let's just stay at home and nurture ourselves so like everyone I think like their energy levels are a little bit messed up right now so it's cool if you want to just like relax a little bit but you still need to do things that make you feel alive so I would say do like go on some sort of adventure do something that like gets you out of the house that makes you feel alive You've got a really big journey ahead of you. It's important to collect stories and then you'll have a bunch of stories to tell at the end of the day. And then maybe you should be documenting your stories as well, or at least posting how beautiful you are 
more often on Instagram. So that's my Libra stuff. For Scorpio, when I tapped into Scorpio collective energy, I almost felt like the energy was on edge, like like the Scorpios are all waiting for something to happen. So I don't know, maybe there's something around the corner for Scorpios that we're not seeing yet or something that we're expecting that just hasn't come through yet. But I initially pulled the Buffalo, which I pulled for Aries, which I thought was interesting because it's the only other sign that's ruled by Mars. It's Aries and Scorpio. So I guess you could consider that a bonus horoscope if you want. But I ended up doing a redraw because I just didn't want to repeat animals. And so this one led me to the wolf, um, which does kind of have affiliations with Akate just because of her hellhounds. Um, that's just a little side note just because I just because I thought of it. But when we're looking at the wolf itself. It's a pretty fierce animal, um, but it does run in a pack, which can have connotations around loyalty, family and tight relationships, uh, but also like feeling protective of those things. You just want to make sure that you don't border on possessive or, or overbearing because those are Scorpio traits and that is Scorpio energy. But it's like when you're looking at almost like a pack leader, a wolf pack leader, it keeps all the other wolves in line, but it's like, it's not really your job to keep people in line or situations in line. And like, if someone wants to leave your pack, you can't make them stay in the pack. So I don't know. I feel like that's some of the themes that were coming up. It's just kind of funny though, because like, I, you know, I was reading about it, like, you know, wolves are very protective and stuff. And I was feeling totally protective of one of my friends yesterday, just because like, there's this stupid fuck boy that she kind of talks to every once, every once in a while she talks to him. It's not like a serious thing, but he was being like a snobby occultist with her, which I cannot handle at all. Like snobby occultists or astrologers or tarot readers, like any, any like snobby spiritualist, like gatekeeper people piss me off. And I'm going to be interviewing her for my podcast in a couple of days or in a couple, well, it'll air in a couple of weeks. And she was telling him about it. And he said like he practices witchcraft or whatever, but was very vague about it. Like I started like, because he was being like douchey to her, I was like feeding her to questions to ask him because he was being so like gatekeeper and weird. And I wanted him to look dumb, but like, I don't know. He just like, he sucked and it was making me furious he said that like she was going to embarrass herself if she didn't know the difference between Wicca and witchcraft. And she was like, well, this like this, like I'm not an expert. I know I'm not an expert, but like this is a difference. This is a di-. like it was like a whole stupid conversation that I think her and I might actually talk about. But I was like getting very protective and angry about it. Um, so I just thought it was kind of funny that I pulled the woof for this. Um, anyway, so I think that like the best the best advice that I can give were the notes that came in the book. And it was just sort of said that like when it's in balance, the wolf is reliable, democratic and fearless. When it's out of balance, it's judgmental and dominating. Although like that fuck boy totally deserved it. So I feel like he did not deserve my diplomatic disposition as I was like, like hiding behind her telling her what to say because he was being so stupid and dumb with her. Anyway, um, it said to bring into balance, practice letting go. So I'm going to let go of that scenario uh, until I interview her and we're talking, we talk about gatekeeping in the occult community because it's stupid. Anyway. All right. So moving on to Sagittarius, I immediately felt some energy happening in my throat chakra. And I don't know, it almost felt like physical, like they're like, like it wasn't even like a collective message, like someone's guides, like some Sagittarius that listens to this, like is having physical discomfort within their throat. Uh, if you smoke, stop just, or take it easy. If you're smoking or if you're like, I don't know, give your throats a rest. 
All you Sagittarius out there, whether or not you're having physical discomfort with your throat, work on having a healthy, balanced throat chakra. If you're gossiping, stop gossiping. Uh, If you're not using your voice, use your voice in a healthy way. Drink peppermint tea, rub peppermint oil on your throat, sing. Singing is great for the throat chakra. All right, so the card that I pulled was the octopus, which I love. I don't know if you guys ever saw my octopus teacher. I think it's on Netflix. They're so freaking smart. Octopuses are, are octopi. Anyway, they're really smart. Like the way they hunt and even the way that they avoid predators, it's like crazy. And I think it just lends to their charm. I really do. Like they're like, I mean, they're really smart. They solve puzzles. The psychic ones can predict who's going to win the Super Bowl. I think that was a thing once there was like an octopus that was like, maybe it was World Cup. I think it, there was like an octopus that was predicting World Cup winners or something crazy. Um, but I will also notate that like, because octopus, octopi, (laughs) every time I say it, I'm going to, I'm going to do that octopus, octopi. Um, but because they have multiple arms, it's like, they're perfect for multitasking, but you should definitely be mindful of if you're trying to do too many things at once, which is very Sagittarius, but you definitely need to bring some structure into the projects that you have around you. Maybe cut some dead weight off if you've got stuff that like, you started working on, but it's just not happening. You can, you know, put it on the back burner, whatever. I'm like thinking that there's just like a million of like cross stitching projects that haven't been finished or like painting, whatever it looks like, you know, prioritize the tasks that you need to complete by importance. And then like let the other ones sort of get put away for a while until you have more leisurely time. And then like, you know, balance your budget, pay attention to your calendar. Like you got it. Like, I know that you have a million arms, but you need to like, look at the multitasking and see if it's effective or if you're just like kind of doing too many things at once and it's kind of messy. Um, I will say too that this is a psychic creature just because it, it lives in the water and again like water is emotions and so it does have like an empathic element to it. So it could also mean that you're taking in too much psychic information and need to set boundaries. Um, I would say be careful with like who you're connecting with and if it's a healthy connection The book, interestingly enough, um, it notates that, I'm going to quote it right here, the octopus entwines itself into other people's business and shares their own without restraint. They believe that's what it means to be close. Um, Yeah, so I mean, it's just like important to look at who do you want to be close with and why? And are you revealing too much about yourself and do you need to rein it back in? And then also like, are you respecting other people's boundaries or are you asking for information that people might not necessarily be careful sharing? Um, again, I would like watch the gossip with this too, because I think that that can entwine you with people in a really unhealthy way. Um, I would say be more selective of who you're sharing your information with basically. Um, Sagittarius, you can sometimes have a big mouth too. So just remember to curb it just a touch. I, my boyfriend's a Sagittarius. I'm not throwing sage, sage, I'm not throwing shade at Sagittarius. (laughs) This is when you've been a witch too long. I'm not throwing sage, man. Um, okay. Sorry. Moving on, Capricorn, the Capricorn energy I felt, and I'm sorry that like not all of the signs had like energy that I was feeling. Like I just like my, like I wasn't intentionally channeling. It just things came through. Like I was just trying to channel the correct card and sometimes psychic stuff came through and sometimes it didn't. Capricorn, it just happened to, and I felt both like chill and easily irritated. Um, Like you want to punch everyone, but also you're kind of like over it and like whatever. So it was kind of interesting, but for um for Capricorns, I pulled a lizard, 
which I saw a ton of on my trip, but also like we went hiking. So that's kind of like par for the course. But I will say like my first thought was that lizards do shed their skin. So there's an element of rebirth or letting go here. They are extremely sensitive to vibration, which could explain if you're feeling on edge. So I would put up your psychic defense a little bit, maybe do some sort of cleansing ritual or bath. It may just be that there's like too much vibration happening and Capricorn's always great at keeping it together and and grounding, but also like everyone has a threshold and you might be close to reaching it. Um, let's see here. I like lost my spot in my note. Um, the book does urge that you should maybe avoid big crowds right now as well. Overstimulation of any sort really And if you've been heavily work focused or dealing with crazy family, it's good to sort of like get into a little bit of a hermit mode, maybe do something creative, even if it's just like painting your nails, which I'm, I'm I'm totally going to do that today. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to pound a bottle of CBD water. I'm going to do face masks. I'm going to paint my nails. It's going to be amazing. It's the Taurus new moon. I'm ready to party. So I bet like there's going to be a Capricorn who after this like sees lizards everywhere now. Embrace the lizard. All right, Aquarius. Um, For you guys, I pulled the hummingbird and I think hummingbirds are just like, they're little freaks. Like that's actually what I have in my note. Hummingbird, they're little freaks. But like when I see a hummingbird, I think what an adorable little freak. Um, You know, they move so fast and because they fly through the air, there's like an air element, right? So this can lead to a super busy mind, which is sort of like, you know, it, it could imply that you need an outlet for this busy mind, like a book or studying Uh, Just because like you need to replenish. There's like, I think it's like hummingbirds need to drink nectar like every two hours or something because if not, they basically, they die. One time, okay, so you know that little red in garages, there's like a little string with a little red pool that hangs so that you can like, if you need to manually pull or lower your garage door. But I guess that sometimes hummingbirds can be attracted to that because it looks like a flower. And so one time we got a hummingbird in our garage and it would not like it just it instinctively kept wanting to fly up. And so we couldn't get it to leave the garage. And I was like trying to look up ways like how do we get out of the garage? And then I read like hummingbirds need to eat every like couple of hours or they die. And I was like, oh, my God, it's been in here for an hour. But luckily we got it out. But it was just like kind of comical. Uh, I'm sure like we were very panicked, my boyfriend and I in the moment, but I'm sure it was very like comical to see us try to get this hummingbird gently out of our garage. But I will say that like you need to replenish your mind. There's a level of needing to take in intellectual nourishment. So read a book, study outside of intellect. It's an extremely happy and cheery you know, it's, it's an extremely happy and cheery bird. And so emotional nourishment will be important for you as well, especially because you want to make sure that you're doing your best to cheer others up. I think that comes naturally to Aquarius's, but it's very in line with hummingbird energy, but it's also important that like the people around you are cheering you up as well. So don't give too much of your energy to the negative Nancy's because they will drain your nectar. Um, I put a note here that you should set out some nectar for the hummingbirds in your neighborhood or plant a hummingbird friendly bush. I just feel like I feel like the hummingbird Aquarius or the hummingbird symbolism is going to stick with the Aquarius people for a while. Okay, it's also creative and artistic. So that's my last thing. And it's like it can be a messenger as well. Anytime there's like an animal that's in flight, I feel like it can be a messenger. Okay, so last but not least, Pisces. I felt very floaty and sleepy 
when I tapped into Pisces energy and a little bit disconnected, which is very on brand for Pisces, but remember to ground and take it in. For you, I pulled the fire ant. This is definitely about like hard work and teamwork. There is a like a group mentality or I guess a hive mentality with this card. So you just want to be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. I know that's kind of like advice that I've given to multiple signs, but hey, it's good advice. Um, the book explicitly cautions against gossip <laughs> and recommends taking walks at night to cool off. Your tempers could flare unexpectedly right now. So make sure that you're meditating and finding that delicate balance between letting some like letting something go and standing up for yourself. So deciding like if something triggers you, okay, like do I need to stand up for this or am I just being triggered over something that's not that big of a deal? And if you need to stand up for yourself, then you need to either deal with it and confront the situation or look for ways or look for ways to heal from it and get past it. There is an incredible ability to build with this energy. So I would focus on networking because again, that group sort of aspect of things, putting your energy into passion projects, talking to other people within your field, talking with other creatives if you're looking for a creative outlet and avoid wasting time on situations or people that haven't really amounted to anything that don't really add to your well-being, don't add to your happiness, just start to get away from it. Because the thing is like when we have hive mentality, if you're around negative people, you pick up negative traits, right? So like all the ants work together, they have a common goal. And so you want to align yourself with people who have good, healthy, strong goals. Um, I would also say that it's kind of a good indication that you should remember that it's okay to ask for help. I know that's not the Pisces way necessarily, um, but it's definitely something that you should consider at the moment. If you need help with something or if you need advice, you know, like Pisces can have a tendency to just like want people to read their minds. Pisces are really good at intuitively knowing what other people need. And so sometimes they expect that other people are going to do the same and that's not necessarily true. So just remember that not everyone is as intuitive as you are and they can't read your needs the way that you can read other people's needs. And so you sometimes have to speak up and tell people what you need. And that is my mishmash connection to animal episode. I hope you liked it. You can find me online at rainbowglitterstar.com, on Instagram at rainbowglitterstar, um, for daily horoscopes and information on the podcast at the Glittercast. The Facebook private group is starting to pick up again. I have some moderators coming in, some people doing daily pulls for me. So I am trying to get, trying to breathe some more air into that, that group because it kind of lost its luster just because I'm not a huge Facebook person. Anyway, uh, don't forget to get your Mercury retrograde survival guides. And if you haven't yet, please rate and review on iTunes because this helps my numbers. It's helped me expand my audience. It's uh, very helpful to me. So I hope you are having a wonderful week. I hope you're having a wonderful new moon, whether you hear this on the new moon or after the sentiment remains the same. I love you and I will see you next week, but not actually because this is just me speaking into a microphone while you listen and I don't know what you're doing. Anyway, I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.